0: I've parents explain to me, well, I let my teenager listen to rock music because that's all he'll listen to. Let me tell you, so the lyrics to real rock music is nothing more than satanic cyanide. Get it out of your house, throw it out, and burn it. It has no place in the house of the righteous. Wait, hold on a sec. <laughs> wait, wait a minute here. Wait, okay,
1: on. I'm going to roll that wait, back here. Sian, cyan- wait. Satanic Cyanide.
0: Cyanide Awesome use of alliteration Do have to give points where points belong but Yes Can you play that again? I, I'm going to play
1: that again here So here we go Let me dial that thing Here we go I'm dialing this thing in here, here. Okay, here we go Okay It's coming back uh, Here we go Oh, no, that's not it Old beefy fingers is oh, back man. at it again We're technical
0: difficulty uh, Please stand by
1: Oh, there we go! Look at how that okay, works. There, so, okay, nice so that's okay, I'm okay. right back where we should okay. be. Right here. Okay, and here we
0: go. Okay, I've had parents explain to me. Well, I let my teenager listen to rock music because that's all he'll listen to. Let me tell you, so the lyrics to real rock music is nothing more than satanic cyanide. Get it out of your house. Throw it out and burn it. It has no place in the house of the righteous. Wow. Okay. Okay, Dan. So,
1: what what did you... What, what were we just listening to? Well, um... I'm almost speechless right now. Go ahead, Glenn. I... I... You know, Dan...
0: Do I understand what I think he's trying to say? I do. Kinda. Did I used to sound... More like that, kind of. We did. But over the last few years, we've learned a lot about meekness. Yes. And a lot about when you say a blanket statement... That covers all rock music. i, I got to get that voice. Do you, you, you do. you got to get gotta, that down. Gotta, yeah. I'm going to yeah. get that. I'm going to work on uh, three points in a poem, and it's got to be satanic, proper- cyanide, <laughs> snobbery, snoopy, right? It's- Can you do that snoopy again? <laughs> snoopy. <Snooping there. laughs> you didn't know it had that many syllables. Man, that's great. Well, here's what I think, right? Okay. Okay. Um, Deep thoughts. With when me. you say that all rock music, the lyrics to all rock music, are satanic cyanide. Okay. How do we unpack this, Glenn? I'm kind of my a... mind
1: is melting right now. Right. So what I'll do is I'll do a little bit of a segue here so we can get our thoughts yeah, together. Okay,
0: because I've got because the first thing I, I want to
1: do the first thing I want to do is apologize for what he just said. Yeah. To our listeners, okay. Well, hey, we're sorry for what we, we we are, are sorry, it, and you know, I have to apologize for what some of the things that I said like that when I was Pastor Glenn. Yeah, I, I really do. But one of our listeners, Audrey, sent me a message saying that lyrics mean everything.
0: Hmm.
1: Now she's not a metal fan, and what she found out that we were doing not it. yet, not yet, and she <laughs> said she might be because you know why? Because the lyrics mean everything. Hmm. Now, are Dan and I saying that there is no satanic heavy metal? No, that's not what we're saying. No. Because there is some on on that edge. And I'd like to go back to what Russell the Muscle told us about anger and how this goes in there. Is that anger will either drive you closer to God or push you further away? From God. And that's what we see going on in heaven. Well, but
0: when you make a blanket statement and you Mm -hmm. say that the lyrics of all heavy metal are satanic cyanide, okay? That's, oh, what we were talking about before the the broadcast, right? Is that a lot of times people like to draw lines Mm -hmm. that they know that they can abide by. You you can get spiritual jollies by going, let's say that I have, you know what? You know, I hate mayonnaise, right? Oh, you do. So if I want to get up and preach and go, mayonnaise, the maniacal. <laughs> <laughs> I hate vegetables. No, it's got to be alliteration. Oh. Nobody's going to take you seriously in the kingdom unless it's got a, you know, I so will, the I maniacal will, um, mean menace of mayonnaise. mayonnaise. <laughs> well, if I preach against mayonnaise because I hate it, it doesn't mean anything in my life. If somebody says, you can't have mayonnaise, guess what? I can ride around sporting my phylacteries, right, mm-hmm. and feel, and yeah, we'll let you, <laughs> yeah, whatever everybody's head. Okay, but those are the how things that the Pharisees that? would right. wear and they'd wrap around and the more you had, the more spiritual, how many times you read or did memorize scripture or whatever. Okay, so it's it's outward righteousness. So if I preach against mayonnaise, which I despise and means nothing to me and will be no sacrifice for it never to be in my life again, it'll be a luxury. Um, I can feel superior to a lot of people that really have a mayonnaise yeah. problem, right? You, you can. And something that you said... Because it's maniacal. It's maniacal
1: me. mayonnaise. <laughs> it's something mean. Something that you just said about people getting their spiritual jollies off of it because it makes them feel better. Mm-hmm. The Bible talks about in the last days in 2 Timothy about people having itching ears. Now, from what we're accustomed to from our background, we're always kind of looking at the softer... Preaching. Yeah, smooth. Smooth. Like, uh, hey, tell man. Tell you what you want to hear. Yeah, it's all man. Good. There's a yeah. Lexus coming if you believe it. It, it. It's coming and God's going to make your life all the better.
0: Okay. that's going to be a big stocking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but that that's one form of itching ear. But there's also the itching ear that goes towards the harder preaching mm-hmm. as well. So you got both ends of the pendulum. All right. So with the harder preaching, you have people that are not resolved. And this is, this is Glenn's commentary. Maybe they'll put this in a big book someday like Matthew Henry. Glenn's <laughs> commentary on 2 Timothy is that they are unresolved in God's grace. Mm-hmm. They are lacking in the confidence
0: and walking in the grace of God. So therefore, I'm going to lay down... Easily achievable parameters that I could dominate and show my spirituality. That's right. I'm going to be spiritual and not go to a Nightwish concert because I don't even like
1: Nightwish. Nor
0: do I even know who they are, but it's got the word night. And if you want to be righteous like me, you better toe the line. (laughs) You know, it is that. Exactly. They want to bring you into some sort of groupthink, exclusivity, the whole normal thing. So it's like you talked about lyrics Yep. And, and, and really, lyrics should be a heart cry, right? Yes. Heart cries are scary, sometimes unseemly, sometimes guttural, sometimes primal, sometimes desperate, sometimes even ill-spoken. Mm-hmm. You can cry out, "Oh God, I need you," you know, and, and sometimes it, it, not theologically correct. Absolutely. So you could be pig on roller skates in your approach to God, but if you're responding to God, that's the great thing about responding to God is that He's not trying to judge you. It's out of mercy and grace on the front end. So I get it, rebellious teenager. But the problem is, teenager, what you know, rock music. You want to blame it on rock music, right?
1: No. What was that documentary we were watching the other day about distorted guitars? Who was that that came out with the distorted guitars oh, like in the 50s? It was by One of them was by accident. One of them was by accident, but then the cry of the American population was like, we can't have that type of music because it's going to increase gang violence. Biker, yeah, yeah. Like gang violence. Yeah. And like, guess what? Guess how much it increased biker violence by... <laughs> I have not seen the stats on that, uh, so I am I am, I am not gonna comment. But that's interesting that you say about the heart cry because that's what Jesus talks about in, in scripture. He talks about that what a man speaks is what comes out of his heart.
0: Hmm.
1: All of rock music is not satanic cyanide. So before the show, Dan and I, we were listening to a new band out of Germany called Enemy Inside. They got an album out called Phoenix, and the song we were listening to was Oblivion. And, Dan, what did you think about the words to that?
0: Well, it was was very moving in the sense it sounds like a heart cry, um, almost like a Mm psalm. Okay? Um, Reminds me a little bit of the older Evanescence songs that came out, I don't know, in the early 2000s. Very early 2000s. um, But just very moving, but it's nowhere close to something I would consider to be... uh, um, Satanic, Satanic cyanide. cyanide. Yeah, no, the no, no, best no, no. way
1: that I can describe uh, all of the songs on the album I was listening to it yesterday as I was preparing for the show, and what we listened to was Oblivion. Is the best way that I can describe Enemy Inside's music is sanguine. Now they are labeled as a dark metal band, which I think is kind of a misnomer a little bit because their music's very. It, it's got it's uplifting, vir- uplifting pop. It just rises now. It's dark in the fact that she's asking the questions. God, can I be saved? Can you save me? Yeah, that,
0: there's uncertainty. There's uncertainty. It could be
1: doom, could yep. be this, but at least hopeful. At least, and that's the sanguine. And that's exactly when I say sanguine. That's a combination of hope and optimism in the midst in the midst of a darkness.
0: Gotcha. That's a very complex English word. I try the hardest I can before we do these to study up. <laughs> All right. You get you get points for that one. Actually, it can have so many varied meanings. It can fascinate and bewilder non-English speakers that are learning. Sanguine can be used almost in opposite context. It's interesting. It was in the book I just the, read.
1: So. The English language is very perplexing sometimes. Yeah, that is. It, is, it is very perplexing. And maybe that's why some people misunderstand and misinterpret some of the lyrics to some of the some of the songs that we that we talk about and that we listen to as well as they don't get the full the full meaning of it so that's why it's so important to be swift to hear slow to speak
0: and slow to anger oh, i'm not good on any of that. <laughs> i'll be right back i need to go work on my sanctification <laughs> But you know what, Glenn? You brought up something. And it was when you were talking about grace, okay? Mm-hmm. If you're in some flimsy, weak theological syndrome where everything threatens whether or not you're you're righteous, right? Mm-hmm. You have to do constant maintenance on that bad boy to keep it up, right? So right. That I'm going to heaven and I'm right with God. You better get right with God. When you really understand what the scripture says, you trying to make yourself right with God is really funny, right? Right. That's that's a hilarious impossibility that nobody's ever going to pull off. When you understand what his blood is about, you understand what the cross is about, and you understand what his grace is about, you're not so easily threatened by savage heart cries. You're not so easily threatened by people murking around in the darkness, responding to God, crying out in rebellion. So it's like... I would glean that that man, and God bless him, he's probably a brother. We could probably Probably sit down and hug his neck. You know, whatever. Mm -hmm. That's fine. We're not dogging him. But um, I am making fun of the alliteration and the accent a little bit because it's just, you know... You have a problem with the way rock sounds. I have a problem with that 1950s radio yes. thing you got yes. going on, So yep, Exactly. I do. It sounds ridiculous. And I think it turns more people off to be able to, oh, yeah, I've heard that guy. They're going to think you're a money preacher just because of that cadence. Exactly. Right? So you're going to exactly. say, oh, you got this cadence of darkness. I want to hear something genuine. If somebody's like, um, but you're exactly right. People that don't know grace get very threatened very quickly. Yes.
1: As a matter of fact, I did my heavy metal biblical nerdery this afternoon. So again. Shocker. All right. I nerded it up. Something shocking, And I went back to a commentary by Charles Ellicott, who was an Anglican minister during the 1800s. Mm-hmm. I believe it was the 1800s. I could, I could be wrong. But this is what he wrote in regards to the itching ears that is uh, spoken of in, in Second Timothy my dog had engineers. Really? Called fleas? Yeah. Yeah. No beer mugs. Uh, okay. This is what he said. He said, This is what Ellicott said. These worldly ones to whom St. Paul referred, reluctant to part with the hope Christianity taught, and unwilling to live the life which, which St. Paul and Timothy insisted upon as necessary to be lived by all those who would share in that glorious hope, sought out for themselves more indulgent teachers who would flatter and gratify their hearers with novelties in doctrine. Hmm. So where in the Bible does it say that heavy metal and rock and roll music is ungodly and sinful? Is there a commandment?
0: I don't think I have that one.
1: I, I haven't seen it. So then you're talking about a novelty. But it seems
0: scary, Glenn. It seems loud. Yeah. So did the Cambrian explosion. <laughs> yeah. So did almost anything that's ever happened in the surf. So did the thunderstorm last week. So did... You know, traffic out front, it's like it's just ridiculous. At a point it's really, it's beyond juvenile to sit there and take all these peripheral things and make them the main course. They're not the main course. No, they're not. That they're not. if somebody is lost and the scripture would liken them to like a bad tree that can produce nothing but bad fruit until it's illuminated by God to be gloriously changed into something else, right? Right. When you understand that what would you expect a bad tree to be doing? Making bad fruit? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're going to look at that and say everything, that it says satanic cyanide, you need to get away from that. Well, I get it. If a teenager is rebellious, he could go into rock music. Maybe that would accelerate his rebellion. But it didn't source his rebellion. And satanic cyanide is way overkill, saying that that's going to... I'm like, no. 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 I just... Uh, no. No. Another point that I'd like to bring
1: up in, in relation to this audio clip that we just heard, and this is what we're encouraging people to do.
0: Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise
1: is evil. Get it out of your refrigerator because it's the doorway to intestinal digestive <laughs> problems. Okay. In the book of James it says Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak and slow to wrath so when it says swift to hear in comparison to these other things we need to do more listening maybe that's why God gave us two ears and then one mouth because listening is a whole lot more important Right. what I'd encourage anybody to do who goes along in this stream and is on the bandwagon of metal being satanic cyanide is to sit back and to listen to the lyrics and the key
0: to Purity, holiness, being right with God would not be simply avoidance, abstinence. It, it, it's really a false yeah. system in a way. And the is. Bible talks about us, you know, not not going into darkness, yeah. not partaking with this, and staying separate, staying clean. Mm-hmm. But there's this artificial type of that that is not so much about getting with God, loving with God, loving people. Loving them, pouring the love of God on them. And guess what? You're not going to be bothered by a heart cry. Right. It just—it doesn't even register. You know, that, that argument is almost so old hat to me. Mm-hmm. I lose the ability to really speak about it. Because the way that people perceive music is very differently. Okay, people, the way they understand truth, the way they interact... With with emotion, the way they interact with people socially, mm-hmm. the way they would conceive of interacting with God, it's it differs greatly. It does. It has a lot to do with personality. Metal fans are kind of a special group. They're different. Mm-hmm. All other genres. And uh, I was reading about um, a, a man named uh, Daniel and okay. uh, from England. And I told you about he had a uh, he had synesthesia. Yes, which is for our yeah. listeners. If you don't know what that is, I didn't. It's when your brain, you can be born in a way where it gets a little crosswired. Mm-hmm. And you're hearing in your eyesight, you might hear music and see colors. Without pharmaceutical aid. Uh, Billy Joel. Do you know that? I didn't know. Billy I did Joel know. is, a, is um, has synesthesia. I did not know that. Jimi Hendrix. When he played those notes, he was seeing colors, okay? And it makes sense. So when you hear heavy metal, if you're. An old rotund preacher. <laughs> I'm sorry. Pass me the chicken bucket. <laughs> Pass me the mayonnaise. <laughs> you know, if you're an old dude like that, and metal didn't have anything to do with this, the gateway to righteousness, in other words, is not avoid heavy metal.
1: It's not novelties. It's
0: ridiculous. As Charles, yeah, it's a Just novelty. What, what it, was, it was a novelty. Well, what I was trying to say is perception. If you have synesthesia. You're going to perceive music. You're going to see music. There's people that have synesthesia with math. Every time they see numbers, they see colors and shapes and all this this different stuff. Um, You know what happens when I see math? (laughs) I get a (laughs) giant headache. (laughs) No, I'm not good at math. Therefore, math is evil. People are different just because you hate rock music or it doesn't do anything for you. There's some people that that it calms them down. Some people that it inspires them. There's some people, if I go in and hear a cadence like that preacher would have, I'm out the door Mm -hmm. and I like the Bible. Yeah, I know. I like some churches. Have you ever been at that place, and maybe some of
1: our listeners have, where you know you love the Lord. You're, you're just in a sweet relationship with the Lord, and you hear something like that, and then you feel bad about not liking the way that it's being presented, even though it is the word, because it's being presented in in a manner that's just kind of superficial and just you know in that cadence that you're talking about. And you Say feel that again. Clarify that for me. Yeah, didn't okay. There have been times. I'll, I'll use personal experience. Yeah. You know, there will be times where I'll listen to a preacher preach, and it's kind of campy and just kind of awkward okay and i'll start feeling bad about myself be like well this is the word i should be getting excited oh, about oh yeah okay yeah, second
0: yeah. guessing yeah second when, guessing when where being, i stand you're being repulsed yeah exactly okay? and you're like oh i must be super wicked right <laughs> i do that i'm like dude i want to throw this hymnal at that person yeah. you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm like or one time glenn what time I mean, a uh, uh, brother and I, we, we went to this church, and sweet people everywhere, they started singing this song, which, it was a praise song, I was like, I hate this song, <laughs> it doesn't sound anointed, it sounds annoying, Yeah. it doesn't lead me into worship, it's horrible, and I'm like, sitting there going, I am so demonic, man, I'm horrible, Yes, I've, yeah, and I'm, I'm sitting that's what I'm beating talking myself about. up, going like, man, you are such, just, you're a devil, dude, you're so judgmental, and then all of a sudden, my buddy... He, he um elbows me and then i lean in and he goes if they sing one more stanza of this i'm going to go back to my car and hang myself <laughs> and then i felt <laughs> i felt like yes because really i don't know who wrote that song and let me tell you let me tell you okay there are some of these like praise ministries that have all the praise starlets and the mm-hmm. praise stars yeah you want to talk about some demonic music Oh, yeah. Can I get an amen? Amen. Okay. Yep. Just because something is overtly looks worldly or sounds worldly that might have an honest heart cry in it, maybe a lost man doing whatever, and God may be speaking through that man or woman like a rock. When you, let me tell you, let me guarantee you that something's going to be demonic is when somebody says, Ooh, I can get a lot of attention. I can make some money. I could be somebody in the kingdom. Ooh, look at this church of. Um, 12,000 people and everybody's going to be eyeballs on me up there in the lights yeah. and I'm going to sing something and bring glory to myself yeah. let me tell you you can you can cloak that with all the hallelujahs you want and it's as is demonic as a bag of ugly
1: dirt you know it's interesting you say that because I was watching an interview with Dave Mustaine the lead singer for Megadeth and he's a brother in the Lord cool I didn't know yeah, that he's, he's a brother in the Lord you're always chock
0: full of useful facts
1: <laughs> I try I, I, I try
0: <laughs> you know you're doing a darn good job son <laughs> thank you do
1: I get a pay raise Dan <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. one of the things that Dave must and it was, he was talking about heavy metal in the interview and it being satanic and of course there he does point out that there are some satanic bands and he will not travel or tour with a black metal band he, he just won't do it out of principle mm-hmm. all right but one of the things that he said is that the devil is a deceiver. The devil is not going to show up as this ugly, hideous thing to people. He's going to show up as the angel of light and of goodness. Exactly. And that's what you're pointing it, out there, it you is. know. So well, thank you, Dave <laughs> and
0: Dan. Dave and Dan, alliteration. <laughs> <and> <laughs> That's good stuff, brother. <laughs> You've got to keep the
1: D's coming. Um, Dave and Dan, uh, demolishing I, demonic
0: strongholds. <laughs> I know some super <laughs> pastors, and they're very anointed, mm-hmm. and they mean everything. And I just want to go... If I give you a hundred bucks, will you never do the stupid alliteration thing again? Because <laughs> it's been played out. I think in 1957 Seven. it got played out. I think out. that ended.
1: Maybe we should do an entire edition of Get Real Using Alliteration. Only. It's going to be the alliteration. That's all we're going to talk the, the about. The whole way through. But here's something that I'm excited about because I've been kind of journeying through YouTube and the internet and surfing and finding different things to see see what's out there. Scandalous. Scandalous. <laughs> Scandalous. The internet is the porthole to...
0: Oh, yeah. There it know, is. There, there we go. There, yeah, there we pass go. Pass another rule. Get everybody to feel like, oh, we really need to toe the line. Yeah. Oh, we, you know that yeah. suggestion? Well, I ain't going to touch the internet because I don't have it anyway. So Because <laughs> I gave all my money to that guy. All right.
1: <laughs> but... I found a ministry the other day uh, online. Um, it's from Harmony Community Church. Uh, pastor Robert Houghton, he's a youth pastor, and his son Gage. And one of the things that they're doing that I really appreciate is they're taking heavy metal. They're taking mostly the metal that you, in a rock that you would find here in the United States. And they're listening to it, trying to discern and react to the heart cry that's going on in the song
0: that's awesome that is awesome
1: and i would encourage everybody to do that if you haven't seen uh these videos it's pastor robert Houghton and it's really cool because i shot an email to him the other day i was really excited with what i found and i was like hey you know we minister to the metal community and what you're doing you know it, it is really cool and he emailed me right back and of course his first question was how did you become pastor and unpastor?" <laughs> i was like we well can that's touch a- on that yeah
0: well yeah. basically what i would say really quickly is that we were involved in a ministry that was very interesting and had very powerful components. Mm -hmm. The leadership, let's just say lovingly, got a little, a lot weird. Mm -hmm. And Glenn and I were probably talked into going and being things that were premature for us? Yes. Because I'm not saying that in the future, if you all of a sudden said, you know what, this is kind of funny, but I I do feel a ministry calling, I could see those giftings happen in you. I've had people go, hey, you could do this, you could be this. But as far as the normal calling for somebody to go and be the shepherd of a, even that word's been tainted for me, Um, but a um, pastor of a local assembly and do all the wonderful duties that they would need to do. That's not me and you.
1: That's a lot of responsibility. That's a lot of
0: responsibility. It's more, there can be more prophetic things that can be done on the outside. There can be more evangelistic things and that people that aren't called to change a bunch of dookie diapers or change, you know, (laughs) for the flock or put up with the things of the sheep or to do those things. I don't have that level of patience. That's not my calling. That's not, and it's not me being a cop out. Just not called for it. And, right? you know, people have even said to me when I, was,
1: when I was ministering that, gee, I really don't see you as a pastor. You don't have the temperament for it. And it's like, yeah, you know, I can preach the word and I can do all these things. And, you know,
0: we've got a radio show and we've got a television show and everything Yeah, but like people it. are horrible and sheep are stupid. Who wants to put up with the- a
1: <laughs> hat? <laughs> we're totally- and we're just, just, joking. just joking around. But for me, one of the things that I got into the trap of is uh, overachievement trying to be the top dog Mm. that that is something in my flesh that's a thorn in my flesh that I have to I have to struggle with and deal with on a regular basis so I'm like oh well pastor's top dog so yeah why not you know I'm going to achieve why not go for the top and that was something that I and you were there the night that I repented of that yeah and that was a sweet time of repentance before the Lord uh it's just really cool even when you're off Okay, and the Lord chastises you. Not that I'm wanting this anytime soon, Lord, okay, please.
0: He's looking up.
1: (laughs) But when you hear his voice so clearly, even when you're off your rocker and he's correcting you, it It is sweet. He's talking to me. He's talking to me. (laughs) It's really cool. So, no, I'm not going to go out now and mess up so that he can, you know, but it's cool.
0: That's a profound truth because actually interacting with the Creator, on a personal, affectionate level, I mean, what gets better than that? I'd rather do nothing else. And and there's times when I've been like, the concept of that seemed lame or not real or churchy or just a bunch of surface emotion and God's hiding and He's not answering. But then actually when you get away from that and you actually encounter that Well, God, you you just touched me, you just spoke to me. And not in some freaky, I'm not, you know, whatever. I don't know how God speaks to you, but in when I called out in that area of arena of noble agnosticism, Mm -hmm. being lost and going, like, I really want to believe in God. I really am concerned about my eternity. Yeah. And then you ask, and then you gradually or maybe instantly, in your experience, begin to have God speak to you. That's a, that's a privilege. That's a mercy. Yes. That's a, that's such a wondrous thing. It's a, it's a wondrous, mysterious, and majestic thing. And too often churchianity, the alliteration, the cadence, the, the music, the pray, we are a praise band and then our praise starlets and the industry and all this nonsense. There's so much noise in the way that um, maybe that's what it's talking about when the scripture says "be still," you know, and no, maybe it's, hey, just cut out some of the nonsense. Maybe a little bit in the desert, do something wrong for a change, you know. Yeah. Was it was it was that Martin Luther that was like, yep. you kind of need to go and yep. trip up so you're not going to be such a self righteous blankety blank. Well, you know? Dan,
1: when we first kind of really connected because we went to college together, we were in one of the same classes together. Yeah. We we crossed paths, but we never connected. And we connected not too long after I was saved. And one mm-hmm. of the things that you told me, because I was so caught up in doing all the right thing, things, you said probably something really good for you to be really screw up really, really bad. Did I say you that? You said, and I'll never forget that. I'll huh. never forget standing, talking to you on the telephone that was in my kitchen in my apartment, and you saying, this was before cell phones, um, <laughs> saying that to me. And I get it now, looking back at that time that I was...
0: In the desert, away from the church, you know. It sounds so blasphemous to the legalist position. It does. God loves you the same when you really screwed up. And are we encouraging you to go and wreck your life by screwing up? No, no. there can be consequences. But what Glenn's talking about, you were getting heady about small stuff. Really and making small it stuff. Huge stuff and mm-hmm. making it, whoa, how can I be at peace with my own righteousness and you're, it's almost like arguing with the blood, but we do that, yeah. you know?
1: And it was at that time that I was in that headiness and that I was in that trying to be so self-righteous that I didn't listen to secular music. And I prided myself in the fact that, oh, I don't listen. I listen to, well, no, we're not going to go there, you know, <laughs> but I, I can't even believe I listened to what I listened to, you know, back then and thought that was, thought that was cool. But it... It was cool to me at the time because it made me feel righteous. It tickled the itching ear, the spiritual itch that I had on the inside. It gave you a
0: punto de credit, though. It gave you a point. I was like,
1: like, dude, I'm scoring points for the Lord, man. Yeah, look at what I'm doing. Look at what I'm doing. It'd be
0: like fasting with the wrong heart. Yeah. Going with that long face and being like, oh, they're not doing this, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Well, no, that's just really something. I remember those days and I remember being very, because I was so into music. Oh, did I love Pearl Jam. Mm -hmm. Oh, did I love... I heard all these things and the sadness and the heart crying. There was a lot of... The, the, the 90s, early 90s, late 80s was like this response to all the superficiality of glam metal and all that. And, and all of a sudden you had this like gut-wrenching narratives of a kid despairingly committing suicide in front of his classmates with Jeremy. You had all these different things going on. You had Nirvana. You had uh, mm-hmm. Soundgarden. And um, I was really into that. And man, Glenn, at that same time when I would hear something in the radio when we were not supposed to be listening to oh, this yeah. stuff. And I would like be like, oh. I remember feeling so convicted, you know what? Listening to the Dixie Chicks. Oh, really? I was like, that is really catchy. I love that song. <laughs> and I remember feeling so bad because it was, quote, secular. Secular And some music. of you hearing this may be going like, these guys are crazy. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We, we, we probably we are. We lived this and,
1: and we did it. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Actually, um, um, we'll we'll go back to that in a minute. But something that I want to point out to our listeners is that lyrics like we've heard in the Enemy Inside song, Mm -hmm. all right, those are good lyrics.
0: Yeah, no cyanide there.
1: No cyanide there. And the reason why they're good is because they're honest. All right? and there's a difference between good and holy. And I really don't know what all the differences are, but I just know the difference is this is that in the Bible there's a term good and there's a term holy. Yeah. And if they were one and the same, they wouldn't be there wouldn't be two
0: separate words. Hmm. Well, let me ask you something. Put you on the spot. Ask you a controversial question. Okay. If there was a lyric that said, I hate you, God, because my daughter died in an accident, okay, for example, I don't think that that is satanic cyanide. It's not when and so i'm trying to think of where if it's just i get it um hey take drugs cuz drugs are cool hey go get an std and go get somebody pregnant because okay uh, yeah okay enough already yeah. we know that the the everybody if you're going to be encouraged into some sin that's going to mess up your life give you a disease uh, do whatever that's bad okay but somebody expressing even vehement misunderstanding anger Displeasure. What is that?
1: An honest expression. Of what's going on on the inside? Yeah, that's all it is.
0: And even if they were going, even in the area of trying to go with blasphemy, because let me tell you something, Glenn. There are a lot of things in the Scripture that will rise up and say, like, you know, at least they're being honest, right? Right. And and, and there's so much pretension. I remember I look back now and I'm like, I was really not feeling or believing a lot of that cultic stuff that we were into or got talked into. It was a good born-again set of doctrine. It Mm -hmm. wasn't cultic doctrine. We weren't into anything like that weird. But as far as the authority and the exclusivity and all of the nonsense, there were a lot of things that we were doing very superficially and with our face. And we should have said, look, I'm not into this. Like way early. Oh, we should have. been able to go like, look... But we were being accused that that would have been rebellion, okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. But it's just amazing to me when I look back, after having repented of that, of going like, when I hear somebody's heart cry, even now, how would you and I react if a listener like lambastes us with argument? I would actually get kind of excited because I'm like, things are rising up. Something stirring.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: And that's the only way they know how to express exactly. at that point in time.
1: And the fleshly, and that, that's the whole thing is that what, what the scripture says and what Jesus said is that pursue peace with all men. Paul wrote that. Pursue peace. Don't get into arguments. And that's not what the flesh wants to do. Right. right? So if anybody wants to lambaste us, go ahead. That's fine. All right. And that's a good thing because that means you're alive. Because the dead can't based.
0: Well, and with subject matter like this, there should be a polarization. There should be. There should either be something that says like, whoa, okay? And that's our thing. Our, our whole term, and I don't want anybody to misunderstand the term that we kind of coined of the noble agnosticism. We're not agnostic. We're not trying to get you to become agnostic. agnostic. What we mean by that is if someone in this modern age sits there and says okay, I really think that there's a God. I want to know him. Mm -hmm. I want him to interact with me. I think that's a healthy place. That is a healthy place. Because a God that is full of love and merciful, he's going to want to move upon you. And even, as we've said before, to even get to that position, (laughs) you were brought there, Mm -hmm. right? So it's, um, no, it's good stuff. So satanic cyanide. I'm not seeing uh, it. I'm not buying it. And I've seen that in a few churches.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's disguised as something that's good. And that's what people have to watch out more for. Like what Dave Mustaine said in that interview that I watched. That watch out for the stuff that's evil, that's packaged as good. Right. And that takes discernment. And maybe you're somebody who doesn't believe in the Lord and you've seen some religious circusry. Okay. That's a good word. A circusry. Three ring circus going on. And you're like, oh, that's not of God. Well, yeah, you're probably right, but that does not mean that God's still not sovereign and that God still does not exist. So don't look at that. Don't look at man. Don't look at other
0: men. Look at look towards God. He's, he's so non-threatened. Mm-hmm. I, I think sometimes I've even interpreted that as wanting a, a temptation to kind of have a deistic, sort of like semi-deistic view that God's kind of like, he wound up the watch and then he went to um, Cosmel, mm. you know, yeah. to hang out <laughs> the wall. and it's like, and then you're, you're just kind of, but he is not threatened. He allows, he waits, he waits. He does. And, and he'll allow blasphemers. He'll allow people to rise up and people to take advantage and make money off uh, skewing the gospel. They'll, um, you know, self-righteousness. I don't want self-righteousness. No. I don't no, like myself no. in that. I don't and I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it's poison.
1: It is. It is. And that's why I felt comfortable today sharing that clip of the Satanic Sinai, because we've been there. We've talked like that. We've acted like that. And God had to set us set us straight in that. And I want to bring up the new reformation again where God's got us out. And that's that's what we're hearing is that the gospel showing people love pursuing peace with all men so that they too may see the glory of God and, and be saved is that what it says in the book of Isaiah about repairing the breach. And it's statements like we heard about the satanic cyanide that have caused a breach. I, my heart breaks for the, the people that are in the metal community that were adversely affected by statements like that. The people that we've spent time with, the people that we love and that we care about in the metal community, I could never look at them in the face and say, what what you do is satanic cyanide. Exactly. That, that's just cruel. Right. Because it, it's, it's not. It's not. And, no. and,
0: and, and in defense of that particular individual saying those words, he doesn't have the mentality or personality to uh, when he sees metal, he sees it way on the outside. He hears what is that dark, angry, death obsessed, angry, ungodly stuff, and he's making that judgment. Let's say out of a pure heart of of wanting teenagers to avoid darkness. Right. Amen for hey. that. Right. All right. So we can go both ways with it, but at the same time, it's so reckless because, like you say. The devil doesn't get into using ugly worms. No, right? He's going to want to put a pretty worm on that hook, and it's 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 like and the way that people interpret the personal differences, like those people with synesthesia, they see colors, they hear metal, and they hear that they have a totally different perception than you do. Totally different. Um, I was amazed to learn. Uh, I've been reading a book about languages called The Mother Tongue by Bill Bryson. It's a good book. And one of the things that he talks about is there's certain cultures and countries they don't have cuss words, really. No, and then the nature of cuss words differ country to country. Like ours are very perverted. Mm-hmm. You know, some countries they may have worse ones, but some of the main ones are you pig snout. You know, they'll say something like that, something that we would be like, oh, that you know, that's not exactly telling your mama what to go and do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. And so how. With that variety of expression, I believe it's in Japan, they don't have words for cuss words, okay? So when they hear a message like that, or they hear metal and that's wrong and that's dark, why? Because it's loud? Because it sounds like a thunderclap? Because it sounds aggressive? Because it has a primal scream? Because What is it about that that you don't like? All of that is in the scripture. There's yeah. people groaning, gnashing of teeth. What does it talk about? Prayer of being the fervent. The fervent and effectual. an effectual prayer. If you saw somebody that were praying so fervently till blood's like coming out of their forehead yeah. or forehead, as my mother would say. There you go. Right? If they did that, that would be scary. Off-putting. Right? Mm-hmm. So am I saying that, oh, that everything heavy metal is holy? No, I'm not saying it. But I believe that it is just as legitimate as of an expression is somebody plunking away on an 1800s piano playing saloon music with Christian lyrics to it. Right. Right? Yeah. And that's what it is. A lot of things. Southern gospel. Half of that stuff was what harlots were, you yeah. know. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize They that. don't realize that. It was 1800s. So it's like, where are you going? It's all groupthink. It's all nonsense. It's like, no, God loves people. He really does. He wants to reach them. Is he intimidated by heavy metal by the beat menace, you <laughs> yep, know, yep, exactly. it's going to drop them into Amarillo, the <laughs> beat. The, the beach beat, is what did it. The syncopation <laughs> the, the, drove them
1: to the refrigerator to grab that maniacal mayonnaise <laughs> and cause their digestive and IBS issues. <laughs>
0: wow, boy, did we get off on a tangent? We really on that. did, but it's good because it I'm ADD and you have extreme linear focus. Yep. Wonder Twin Powers. There we go. The it's like
1: room. it's like a Reese's peanut butter cup. The chocolate getting mixed with the with the peanut butter. <laughs> you know, there you go. There there you have. And it happened
0: by accident. You know. Well, One of
1: the things I want to talk about, and we're going to get into this in an interview that we've got coming up with Brotherhood Band, is I want to talk about metalcore. Because it's very different. It's very extreme. And a lot of people, they have a hard time with it. Uh, Our generation, mostly, or or older, that, hey, well, you know, distorted vocals and double bass and everything like that, that, that... How's that guy anything to do with God? How and how well, is it? Lyrics
0: are everything, I can't understand the lyrics.
1: Well, I can't understand what he was saying
0: either. <laughs> no, hey, but let me tell you, when people that are into metal hear somebody and they're like, Whoa, well, I really like that, and maybe whoa whoa, whoa and they don't right. understand what it is, I guarantee you, they go and read that album jacket or read whatever and read every single lyrics. Psst.
1: That's what I do. So, okay. So there, there, there you have it. Confession, confession made. But in just a few moments, we're we'll going to be talking to the guys from Brotherhood Band out of Maryland. Uh, they provided us with a great song for one of our shows, uh, a couple podcasts ago for Black Friday called Disappointment. Uh, we'll be right back to talk to them.
0: Mayonnaise.
1: Get Real will be soon back.